0: Checking to the Real Nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that too, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show! Hi, this is Dave Callahan, creator of Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And this is Peter Atencio, the director of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and you're listening to the Real Nerds podcast. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2018 and beyond, and a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network. We are Denver's premier movie podcast. I'm Zach. What am I doing here? I shouldn't be doing this. This is Ryan's job, or at least James's.
0: Ryan's going to really hate that you introduced it. (laughs) I know.
1: Well, they're both not here today, so it's uh, their loss. But I have, as always...
2: Welcome to the worst... (coughs) episode of this podcast ever Brad. featuring the three worst personalities of the realness podcast
1: <laughs> so, so you so what is is that your full name or is that your is that your Christian name
2: uh, no I, I, I have like a little Mexican surname <laughs> um, and then a uh, alias because I am a government a- government agent so. that seems like a long alias government name yeah it's really long so we should just cut to the next guy
1: um, returning all the way from New York is the one, the only, Henry okay, I'm, Jarvis.
0: I'm Henry. <laughs> I'm the one that when the audience hears, oh, Henry's on this episode, they go, oh, and that's the end of that discussion. So
1: <laughs> You didn't say if they keep listening or if they just like, shut it off no, immediately. No, they shut it off when you're on the episode. Oh, so. well, so that's pretty much every episode we've done this year?
0: Have so you been on every episode this year?
1: Close to it. I think the only one yeah, I missed close was Get to.
2: Out. But... There's no point in talking about it because they've already shut this off.
0: So <laughs> we should Darn. just move on. Yeah.
1: Welcome back, Henry. How's
0: how's New York been? Oh, it's it's just splendid. <laughs> we get terrorist texts like every other week. It's so much fun. Yeah, I guess you had a, you had we, a potential well, bombing in your subway. Yeah, I mean, that really wasn't that big of a deal. That was more of oh, not to take a different subway to get to work, and so <laughs> so inconvenient. <laughs> I know I, bombings just get are just they're just. Ridiculous! It's So I have things to do, bombers. <laughs> <laughs> Quit messing That's the with real terror: is that I'm unproductive today.
1: So, so ISIS, Al Qaeda, listen up! You're really fucking up Henry's day. Just knocking yeah, off. He's trying mm-hmm. to become
2: a filmmaker, and now he's
0: like five a, minutes late somewhere. That subway could have been two and a half dollars. Now it's five because I have to take a cab. <laughs> so,
1: I love the idea of like like George W. Bush, if he was like if he was president when we were still doing this podcast, going like, "My fellow Americans, I have a message for the terrorists." Stop it. <laughs> no. Let Henry get to work no. <laughs> or to school. Bad terrorists. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, here on Real Nerds Podcast, each and every week we go see a new movie. And according to Ryan, podcast our experience to the world. This week we uh, welcomed ourselves back to the jungle as we saw Jumanji welcome to the jungle.
2: All well, two of us did. Two
1: of us did, yeah Was it worth the trip? Stay tuned for the end of the episode Where we will play the trailer for you And then spoil the shit out of it Uh, We also talk about uh, news in the movie world Find out what's coming out on Blu-ray and 4K Um, We talk about the Alamo Draft House And we also do a little thing Where we go around town With Mr. Brad Haig In a segment called Brad Around Town
2: Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. I totally thought you were going to make up a song for this. I, I, I,
1: I was trying to earlier to think of like one like a Madonna one, like Brad's in a material world, but it didn't work. So. Well, thank God. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Glad that crashed and burned. Yeah, so exactly. T- just cut to the chase and tell you that the Midnight at the Esquire this week is uh, Blade Runner, the final cut. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So... Are they done with the room? No, I mean they do it. <laughs> the, I think the uh, the four consecutive weeks is done,
1: but oh, okay. they've
0: always been doing it every other week. Yeah, yeah. So
1: okay. I don't think that'll ever stop. Well, no. the, show
0: the the disaster artist and that everyone's like all burnt out. We could take a month yeah. off from the room uh, when we
2: get to what we've been watching. Um,
0: I don't think that's ever going to go away, and I'll oh. tell you why. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, Uh, Yeah, and that's what's going on around town. Actually, I'll tell you um, a little preview. Um, Open Screen Night returns January 30th, mm -hmm. uh, which is a few weeks away, so you'll probably hear me promote it uh, a few more times, but to get people started, I'll let you know that Real Nerds Podcast is sponsoring a prize for this next Open Screen Night. We will his, uh, give away $50 in Amazon gift card and a night with James with a, for a night with James <laughs> to deflower him before his wife can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, we are encouraging people to make content for open screen nights. So um, if you can make a two minute or less. Wait, uh, no less than two minutes and no more than 10, obviously, because that's normal rules yeah uh video based on the theme of open screen night which this month it's 16-bit challenge mm-hmm. so whatever that means to you go make it between two and ten minutes and you have to include the line all your base are belong to us okay verbatim um and then <laughs> uh if you are the only video that's submitted for that criteria then you will win the gift card if you're one of four or five then just y- make sure it's good <laughs> just make sure it's really good, and then a representative of a podcast will decide what is good. Nice. So, yeah. it may be Henry. Probably not, because he'll be in Re-winner. I won't be here, but so probably not. You never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah Who there knows? could be another terrorist attack, maybe, and he maybe, goes home. Yeah, exactly. Like, surprise, I'm here now. Like, New York doesn't exist. <laughs> and now he's judging open screen night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it may be Zach. It may be me. It'll probably be me, because I'm always there.
1: <laughs> I've got a now storyboard of film that I can shoot just right from my couch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, and it doesn't have to be like you know, shot on a red, you can shoot, you can do the video on a, on a cell phone. It's, you yep. know, just a between two and 10 minute video based on 16 bit and include that line. Again, all your base are belong to us and you can get $50 in Amazon credit. So
1: there you go. Yeah. Can't beat that.
2: So that's what's going on around town.
1: Awesome. By the way, like you said, you got the iPhone X. Feel I did. It's do it's right you here. like it?
2: I, I've only had it for like three days. Mm. and So nothing has gone wrong.
1: Have you uh, shot any footage with it or like?
2: I've done a couple little tests, uh, but I haven't really pushed it. Um, Does it recognize your face? It does, which is weird. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I tested it on someone else, and it would not open for them. So, yeah, it's pretty smart. It was
1: his clone with a mustache.
2: (laughs) But but I have a case for it, so I'm not like trying to whip it out and yeah, be like, hey, use it, yeah, (laughs) Like, like, yeah. So it's it's very slick too, like in its natural state. Yeah. Like. I can barely pick it off the table without just slipping through my fingers. So
1: Sections of what you just said are going to be chopped up and turned into something completely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to whip it out. It's slick. <laughs> it's, not, it's, a,
2: it's, a, it's a sweet DJ remix. So. <laughs> I'm
1: not yeah. trying to whip it out.
2: Whip it. Whip it. Whip it out.
1: So slick. All right. Awesome. Cool. Well, we see movies primarily at Alamo Drafthouse locations. This is what's playing at the Alamo Drafthouses in Denver.
0: Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm, I'm Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draw.
1: Night. Uh, start off with the Sloan's Lake stuff. Um, they are going to be doing, it's mainly just Sunday stuff because they've got a lot of holiday films to catch up on. But on uh, the 7th of January, uh, you can go to a reading series called Ham on Rye at the Barfly Bar, which is a really nice bar. Um, They've also got a jazz brunch at 11 a.m. And I think that's when they're going to start screening I, So you can go ahead and check that out. And at the Littleton location, hang tight, James. You can go see The Devil Wears Prada at 1130 a.m. for Champagne Cinema. So, you know, get ready for fashion and whatnot and lessons about how work isn't always the best thing in your life i don't know i have never seen the movie so neither have i, I don't yeah know. so there you go i'm just i'm just assuming based on the trailer i saw so anyway that's what's going on at the alamo cool all right do we want to jump into some real news guys
2: let's do some real news.
1: It's real news okay um Starting off in some Star Wars news, Disney's attempting to block a Star Wars Sabacc mobile app. Uh, so it's another in the series oh, of... Oh, Sabacc. Yeah. The card game, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess they're trying to uh, stop that from happening. No and one will do
2: it before us can monetize it. <laughs> so
1: I guess it's just another in a series of we don't want to, to make money off of the thing we make money off of. Um, we may talk about that a little bit later in what we've been watching. Um, and... Uh, But, I mean, basically, it just seems like they're going to fight it. So we'll keep you updated on that if you're a fan of that mobile app game. Um, If you thought that uh, Kevin Spacey was the only one who could be replaced in a media entertainment product this year, guess again, Disney XD has redubbed Louis C.K.'s Gravity Falls character. Um, Uh Apparently there's a character that he played um, called the Horrifying Sweaty One-Armed Monstrosity. Um, and he had voiced it in Weird 1. That's an unfortunate name for his character. <laughs> <laughs> weird Part Three. Um, I guess Alex Hirsch, the creator and executive producer of Gravity Falls, is taking over the voice of the character from here on out. So yeah, um, looks like everyone can be replaced.
0: And it's will weird be replaced. that they did that, considering that show's been off the air for like a year and a half now. Like mm-hmm. even now, they're like. I know we're not associated with it anymore, but we still want to make sure it's... Because those kids keep track of the voices of course, in their yeah. cartoon shows. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're going to be like, oh, who's the Louis C.K.? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, that's what's going on there. Um, hey, if you guys are using uh, other people's passwords for streaming services, those days may be at an end. Cable companies are apparently starting to crack down on sharing those streaming passwords. Um,
0: Cable well, companies? Well, how? Uh,
1: I it says they're just it's they're in an industry-wide crackdown against password sharing. Okay. Um, following at a recent industry conference, where an example was shared of a single account being used to play thirty thousand simultaneous streams. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm, well, Netflix... Okay, yeah, Netflix. if there's
0: 3,000 different computers, I can understand them not accepting that. Netflix has... So if it's a, like four, then like.
1: Netflix has the situation on lock, though. Like, if it's playing on more than one, like, they'll, they'll start saying, like, are you using a mirror monitor or something like that? Mirror AirPlay, I think it says on the notification, so... You know, oh, so it doesn't just, always mean you are. You are. Okay. It's just they wonder because it's on so many apps at once. Like if you're sharing an account well, I mean, with like your family,
0: Netflix does that already. I yeah. mean, like with my Netflix account, of like because we have like my family has like their own profiles or whatever. Exactly. I'm in if the same two boat. two people are watching, a third person can't. And
1: yeah. So. I haven't chest- tested to see if Amazon Prime does the same because I I have the Prime account in the family, so um and my dad's the only one who uses it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um so, yeah, that's first. Uh, we got our first look at the movie The Meg, which is a giant prehistoric shark movie that was originally supposed to be done by... Shut up, Meg. Eli Roth. <laughs> 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 I hope that's what Jason Statham says to the shark. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. It <laughs> um, was originally supposed to be directed by Eli Roth a while ago, but I guess now it's under the direction of John Turtletaub. Um And, yeah, um, the picture's pretty standard. It's Jason Statham looking over his shoulder with a prehistoric shark behind him looking like he needs to know if that shark is wearing a wire,
0: so... Is the shark played by The Rock? <laughs> Just him in, like, a shark costume running away. We don't
1: deserve nice things in this world, Henry, you know that. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that. Um. What would you say if I told you that The Greatest Showmen had a bunch of reshoots, and what would you say if I told you that they were handled by Logan director James Mangold?
0: <laughs> well, I didn't see it, and according to the box house numbers, no one else did either, yep. so it wouldn't surprise me. So. Yeah,
1: apparently they needed to... Uh, Apparently, according to Variety, first-time filmmaker Michael Gracie got in a little over his head with the $84 million musical, and Fox resolved the issue of bringing in Mangold to handle a week's worth of reshoots. So he is, according uh, to the story, Gracie struggled to adjust to the pressure of calling the shots on the huge film, and thus Mangold's assistant was required. And he also helped edit the film and earned an executive producer credit. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, some Star Wars news that is not Last Jedi related Um, apparently the Solo movie uh, Ron Howard reshot a lot more than was originally intended Um, basically they're saying that he pretty much overhauled the film yeah. in a different direction so it's pretty clear who's probably getting the director credit at this point in, for the Star Wars film? for Solo a Star you know, Wars film mean, obviously yeah. it's yeah. Ron Howard I mean they fired the other director yeah so. I know well it was unclear at some, at some point whether or not Lord and Miller were going to get any credit at all oh so. uh, okay
0: um, um, what's also, I mean, do you see that they, Disney hasn't, as projected that they're exciting it to be a flop? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean,
1: y- you can't be perfect all the time unless you're Marvel. I mean, and even well, they, even they might. Well,
0: let's not give Marvel <laughs> that much credit.
1: <laughs> That's true. Dark World, I guess. Um, yeah, remember that Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie that Brad says will never happen? Uh, I guess they got a writer for it. Uh, and it's the writer of The Revenant. So, um,
2: still has to go through Paramount. So, That's true. Yeah.
1: Mar- but Mark L. Smith is the emerged front runner to pen this script that'll never happen, um, according to many people. And I mean, every article you read about it online says like it's still in our disbelief mode. So um, yeah, I don't see it happening. And then pretty much everything else is related to how Star Wars didn't manage to uh, uh, measure up to the same percentage drop-off that Force Awakens did, which is an unfair expectation, given the fact that, Force Awakens was a huge event and last Jedi is the third Star Wars movie we've gotten in the past 3 years so yeah. Um but yeah, it still made a 100 million dollars at the uh box office over the weekend and to be fair, the movie we saw this week got like was a pretty strong contender for families. I think it was too, yeah. Yeah, so. Um like 70 million is what I read. So. For
0: your guys, do you think that the burnout for Star Wars will come sooner or later than the like superhero Marvel burnout?
2: Mm, yeah. I think so. I mean, Marvel's been going for 10 years, and yeah. if they haven't burnt out now, I, like they'd have to really, I don't know, make a major misstep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I have a feeling that
1: between, I, I think that the, the biggest disadvantage we have with Star Wars at this point is that they do have the spin-off movies, and that causes even more fatigue.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's also just like, because all Star Wars movies are like the same kind of tone. I mean, I, I, to be fair, I've not seen Last Jedi yet, so I can't speak for that. Mm. But uh, it seems like they're all kind of the same kind of vibe. Whereas, all superhero, films, I mean, like Justice League is a very different film than Ragnarok. Right. And so you can have different types of superhero films. Whereas it seems like, they're, especially with, like the Lord Miller fiasco, it seems that like they're really trying to not go too far out of their bubble. And they want. So, they
1: want to stay with within their space as much as they can. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. they should.
2: They should have gone with the Lord Miller <laughs> stock because that would have stretched. They've made things interesting. No, yeah. But, oh well. They've not but made they want, a bad film yet. So,
1: yeah. but they want uh, uh, what we do in the shadows guy to do a Star Wars movie. So apparently they haven't learned what they want, or you know. Yeah, well, yeah. So anyway, that's news. Do um,
0: uh, you forgetting that we got one of the best trailers of all time this week with Ocean's Eight?
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Did you guys see it? Or the trailer? I
0: didn't see it. Did you see it? I did. So okay. I press the button? Uh, we don't need to play it. No, okay, cool. <laughs> I was being a little sarcastic. That's, that's, that, that's,
1: that's, not a reaction, that's not my reaction to the trailer. It's just it is another trailer for Well, you. I just
0: thought it was because, I mean, I just think it's interesting. I'm not. I'm just saying, for a female-led Oceans film, does the first thing they need to steal, does it have to be dresses? I mean, they're not reaching very far in terms of what they could steal. Ladies I, love shopping, right? <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's the stereotype?
2: Ocean's so many women unsubscribing that <laughs>
1: begrudgingly subscribed to begin with. Oh,
0: man. Um, I'm a patriarchy. Um,
1: but... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I mean,
0: I'm, I'm excited for it. I like pretty much everyone involved. Uh, yeah. But I'm just... Really, that was that was the best we could come up with. We couldn't step too far out, so I, I didn't see it. I am,
1: um, I mean, like, I'm, what was interesting is I didn't see the same vitriol against it that was say for Ghostbusters. So it's clear that well, yeah, trolls take their battles. If you like Brad,
0: uh, <laughs> it'll never succeed. Yeah. But.
1: It's clear that people who choose to rail against things pick their battles stupidly. Um, I like the trailer. I like that they kept with the Frank Sinatra um, tone yeah. that they've had throughout most of their trailers for this franchise um and instead this time using Nancy Sinatra yeah. and um the the tone feels right. I'm a big Ocean's 11 fan. Like I yeah. like all of them even 12. I granted 12's got its issues, I guess. I like Castle like Castle. So. <laughs> but, you know, like I think like I think my thing is my my only the, the only line that I wasn't necessarily a fan of was the whole Taylor Swift they mentioned Taylor Swift at one point and then they're like, "Oh, do we have to do the robbery? Can we just go see the concert?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm I don't really. The entire it's kind of off. funny, I guess. <laughs> the entire
0: trailer gave off kind of a like, okay, cool, yeah. kind of like I'm movie pass now, so it's like it's the perfect example of a movie pass film. Yeah. So. So. But anyway, I'm,
1: I mean, I'm I'm on board. I'll I'll go because I, I I like I like con movies and I like when they do it oh, in yeah. a cool way. Yeah. And they dress fancy in a way that I'll never dress. But yeah.
0: That's the only one I wanted to bring up. So. <laughs> I think it was another trailer, but who cares? So.
1: Cool. Yeah. No worries. And uh, that is now officially news. So, shall we jump into some uh, Blu-rays and 4Ks? Carpenter, get me the video cassette of Spaceballs the movie.
0: Have you seen this? But there's been a new breakthrough in home video market: instant cassettes. They're out in stores before the movie is finished. Okay, this one, you have to check this out sometime.
1: I can't even, just promise me you'll rent it.
2: Sir? What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies.
1: Not much Prepare to fast forward. Prepare to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast
2: forward, sir. Well, this is the last time I rent here. You'll be missed. Screw you!
1: No, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again.
0: All right. <laughs> I like this laid-back tone that Real Nerds has when Ryan isn't here. Yeah, we're super cool. And... <laughs> we're the bad boys of Real Nerds. <laughs> <Yeah, the laughs> we can make this a forty-five-minute show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I hear, I hear, like, a, a Ryan head and a James head on each one of my shoulders going, like, don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he said he'd be back, and he is back. The Terminator is back with Terminator 2 Judgment Day in 4K, so you can pick that up today as we're recording. Um, you can also pick up Fletch Lives for the first time on Blu-ray, which...
0: <laughs> Not the first Fletch, just Fletch Lives? Well, the first
1: Fletch has been out on Blu-ray oh, okay. for a while. <laughs> like I didn't think they were ever going to put the second Fletch on Blu-ray, because it's... It's okay. It's it's not as good as the first one. Someone at all. wrote
2: in so many times that the studio was like, fine, here's your Fletch Lives.
1: But I way. wrote those emails seven years ago, Brad. <laughs>
0: why would you put out a two pack of the first Fletch and the second Fletch?
1: I had a lot of emotional problems back then.
0: <laughs> the executive's like, why is this letter covered in tears? <laughs> <laughs> it's an email. That doesn't make any I can't sense. read what you wrote. It's always, there's just tears all
2: over everything.
1: Um, Jeepers Creepers 3, also getting a uh, Blu-ray release, so if uh, you're a fan of the Jeepers Creepers franchise, check that one and out. And Molestation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, that story. Um, also, I guess this might explain why uh, we're getting some uh, universal releases. Dead Men Don't Reply, Plaid, um, a.k.a. my favorite Carl um, Reiner movie, will be coming to Blu-ray for the first time today, so you can pick that up. Um, you can pick up Brawl in Cell Block 99 in Blu-ray and 4K. So uh, I've heard that's a pretty fun film. Yeah, it's good. Um, if, you,
0: if you liked Bone Tomahawk, you'll like it.
1: So. I still haven't seen Bone Tomahawk, but it's on that, um, Prime, so I'm yeah, going to check it out. It's good. Um, you can pick up uh, Joe Lynch's new movie Mayhem in 4K. Um, I'm a big Joe Lynch fan, so I'll be checking that out. Um, you can get The Paper um, from Shout Select. Um, uh, Flatliners, the remake from this year that no one saw and apparently no one gave a shit about. Um, which seems to be in line with any time they've tried to do flatliners as a thing. So even the first time, yeah, you know, the first time, like, oh, dude, like the reviews for it are terrible, and from what I gather, the movie itself is awful. So
0: <laughs> um, I haven't seen it, so I can't really speak on it.
1: I mean, I'm not. I I'm just going off of what I read. I <laughs>
0: like Ethan Hawke as an actor.
1: Um, Uh, Taron Killam from Saturday Night Live He has a directorial debut coming out Called Killing Gunther with Arnold Schwarzenegger So you can check that out It's good, it's funny Um, You can see um, The Mountain Between Us In 4K Ultra HD So if you heard James talk about that You can check that out and see for yourself If you should see that Um, Tim Allen and Christy Alley are back in For Richer or Poorer on Blu-ray For the first time this week Um, We've also got A bunch of anime And, uh, something called from hell to the wild west, which looks like from the cover, it looks like a sheriff who's no nonsense and a guy that wants to be Jason, but can't be Jason. So that seems to be that one. Oh, and you can pick up manhunt Unabomber, the, uh, discovery channel miniseries that they did. So fun. Yeah. So anyway, that is is rays. All right. Why don't we settle into what we've been watching this week? So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what have you been watching this week?
2: Uh, well, um, I finally cracked into the Mystery Science Theater, uh, season eleven Blu-ray that I got. Right on. How is it? Um, there's a pretty extensive extensive documentary on it, um, <sighs> which was a treat to watch. Mm. Uh, from you know starting the campaign to producing the show, uh, just a great behind the scenes info around it. Like I think. I don't know, it felt like 2 hours, but I I didn't actually time it. Um but I was at some point I was like, wow, this is still going. <laughs> like I, I also watched baby driver this week and the I expected it to be like this really in-depth behind the scenes. Yeah. Or no, no, um no, uh, it was Captain America, uh the Winter Soldier. <coughs> um and that's like I don't know 5 minutes on yeah behind the scenes like there's well, other featurettes but the main one that's about like yeah. making the whole movie is really short and i was like oh yeah.
0: i feel like with marvel they can't do a lot of that kind of stuff because they're so secretive about what comes next yeah it's hard to be like oh we did this because oh wait we can't tell you that winter soldier's the good guy in the next film and so
2: there are a lot of uh for the winter soldier there are a lot of uh, featurettes uh featuring um the guy who plays sam wilson uh oh um
1: anthony mackie
2: anthony mackie yeah of yeah. Like there's a whole one dedicated to him saying, "Cut the check uh-huh. um after he f- finishes a like a good take um so yeah, I wish there was more about other things mm-hmm. um but yeah the the mystery science theater one uh, obviously no one else unless you got it from the campaign yeah. uh <laughs> you'll never see what I'm talking about, well, um but uh, it's really good, and if I hope Only they, I had a
1: friend who got it somehow, and
2: yeah, <laughs> if he shared his discs, yeah <laughs> unfortunately, Shit. Brad
0: doesn't
1: yes. Do you want to just film it on your phone and send it to me? A bootleg.
0: <laughs> just really like it. <laughs> just put it on the internet.
1: I'll donate 20 bucks to Riff Tracks for it. <laughs> just make
0: sure that when you do it with your phone, you breathe heavily into the phone microphone as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you see the
1: documentary, Zach? Yeah, it kind of sucks, though. This guy keeps breathing throughout the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's masturbating. <laughs> uh,
2: and then I tried to see An American Tale at the Esquire Midnight this week. Did you fall asleep? No. Um, I was wide awake and I oh no they were also showing the room downstairs Yeah. so as soon as I got there um, I got my ticket I waited in the lobby and then I don't know 15 minutes before the movie started somebody came by and said like hey what movie are you seeing and I said American Tales like okay well you need to go outside in the line and I just heard him tell someone who's seeing the room to go stand outside in the line it's really yeah. cold outside by the yeah. way um, but I'm like why did you ask me what movie I'm gonna see if everyone has to go stand outside no matter what they're seeing Yeah. anyway so I was like Ugh, I was gonna sit in my car <laughs> Uh, where it's warm, and then <laughs> I go in upstairs, and they start doing the trivia portion. So, I correctly answered that uh, Jimmy Stewart played um, in Five Will Goes West. Shoot, what's the character's name? The Sheriff Dog.
1: Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the name, but I... Either I, way, yeah. I,
2: I got that question right. It um, doesn't sound like it, because I can't remember that character, but... Yeah. Um, and that's, so I got a free pass. And they start the movie, and there's like this World War II battle scene. Like, well, actually, first it's, there's the company logos, and I'm like, I don't remember American Tail being a Sony movie. Uh, shouldn't it be Universal? And yeah, and then it cuts to like this World War II battlefield, and like, uh, are we watching another trailer? This showing, like <laughs> Darkest Hour or yeah. something. Uh, I think it was Loving Vincent.
1: Oh yeah, that, that makes about that well,
2: makes... <laughs> it might have been Darkest Hour, but that wasn't like listed on the marquee, oh, so okay. it might have been Darkest Hour.
0: Well, because I've seen <laughs> both of them. I don't remember loving Vincent starting. I mean, like it's also painted, so I feel like you would have yeah. noticed. I was like, like, well,
2: maybe it's a painting that uh, Vincent Van Gogh, like, it got stolen in World War II, and, like, yeah. these characters are going to find it and then put it where it needs to go, and that's going yeah. like, to, fast-forward to the future. Um, I don't know. There's yeah. just, like, this dark, you know, Weird. Batman v Superman-esque Weird. visual, like, yeah. rainy World War II thing going on. Huh. So I, I rushed downstairs and said, hey, I think uh, there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's playing American Tale
0: upstairs. Were you the only one in the theater? No, there's like I don't know ten other people. I guess they were all just like, man, I remember this film a lot differently than it actually. Yeah, there's is. like in the is in the
2: upstairs. Um, yeah. So now in the upstairs to avoid people chattering around me, I just go sit in the weird like yeah. right above the stairs seats, right yeah. really in the corner. Um, so when I, I I answered the trivia question, the girl in the middle was like, "Who's there?" Like who's like <laughs> that scared me. Um, yep, just some weirdo on the back trying to avoid your stupid comments. Um just some yeah, so, weirdo that knows weird trivia about <laughs> So black while they're all sitting West. around like trying to decide like is this the movie we're supposed to be watching? Like yeah. I'm like I know this is the movie we're watching. I ran downstairs, told him what's up. The guy comes upstairs, he's like, Oh, I'll get it working, and then five minutes later he's like, Uh yeah, this digital copy's not working, and you all get free passes. Oh. <laughs> we're not watching American Tale tonight. I'm like, oh can, well, can I go watch the room then? He's like, Sure, go go watch the room. So, so I watched the, the Room, room <laughs> which I didn't think I was actually going to watch this year, but yeah. it's my 100th movie of the year. Oh,
1: <laughs> Oh, hi, Brad. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: and uh, that show was packed. Yeah. And again, this is like the fourth week of this doing it every week thing. Yeah. And they've also been doing it every other week for like, I don't know, seven, eight years now. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, prefaced earlier, the the appeal is still there. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Uh, although... There's a little too much people like trying to be the star of the show yeah. in the crowd, yeah. Uh, compared to the past few times I've done it, like with such a big crowd, yeah, like there's this one g- guy who's saying like really like misogynistic stuff. Oh, that's uh, good. Which was like, luckily, he didn't do it enough times to where anyone was like, you know, let's fight this guy over it. Uh, but it was it was really condescending and yeah. like it was all like comment that uh, uh, Lisa was fat or something. Oh, like, okay. Uh, well,
0: thanks for the commentary, Jack.
2: Yeah, or like make comments about her breasts or something it yeah. is like awful.
1: Um, if I remember correctly, the when I when I all the times that I went, no one really made misogynistic comments. The only time they really yelled at Lisa was when she had the goiter thing, whatever sticking out of her neck. <laughs> yeah, when,
2: it, when her her neck pulses, like the whole crowd was into that. But they they only said just like ugh, ah.
1: Yeah. Uh, seems that seems like kind of like it's a shame that it's become that hostile. If if. Uh, I don't know. That, that kind of and bumps it just me depends out. on
0: the crowd you attract. Well, it's also like I mean, I'm sure he's someone who came after watching or him aware of, of the Disaster Artist, and I'm sure his love of that is going to fade, like come like February at the most. Yeah, So, yeah. so, it's, so those kind of people are not going to be there every single time from now on. Yeah, he,
2: so. he probably normally watches at home with his buddies. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's like a special engagement for four weeks. Let's go, like, give everyone our awesome comments. Yeah, uh, before you know, while there's a huge crowd. Um, whatever. Fuck that guy. Anyway.
1: I, I stole my comment from, uh, from Rift tracks, which is, Oh, hi gun. <laughs> I was surprised.
2: Cause I actually said that and no one else like beat me to it. So <laughs> that was great. Um, I, I thought that was a gimme.
1: Brett Jones has my favorite one though. When they're shaking Denny down going like, what kind of money, Denny? And, um, Brett Jones would always yell out "Deutschmarks." marks. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to start yelling out Bitcoin for that at some point. So, yeah. And
2: um, then, uh, uh, There were, like, way more spoons this time. Obviously a huge crowd, but uh, during, like, every sex scene, like, that's when everyone, (laughs) like, the whole theater would go down and, like, scoop up the spoons and take them back. (laughs) Like, they (laughs) even said, like, break time, and then go get all the spoons and come back. It's a
1: polite theater, I gotta say. I've read read an article on Slash Film where they're like, if, if they're a polite crowd, they'll stay behind and pick up the spoons with the crew afterwards, so, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad people are still enjoying the room all these years later.
2: Yeah, I think it's the third third or fourth time I've seen it, you yeah. know, in a with other people in the theater and um, you know, there's there's still new stuff I'm uh like new uh audience engagement that I'm discovering.
1: I think it's it's ever evolving at this point. Yeah.
2: Um, but like I said this time around too, like probably too much. Yeah. Like <laughs> everyone's trying to be the star. Have yeah. I uh, a comment.
1: Uh, this is the the first year. Well, no, actually, I didn't see it in twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen either. But I saw it in twenty fifteen with the. Or well, no, not twenty fifteen either. So twenty sixteen was the only time I saw it in recent years. But that was my seven, eight, 18th time. Yeah, I got to go again at some point. Maybe next year.
2: Henry, what'd you watch?
0: Oh shit! Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's not prepared. Um, <laughs> oh.
1: So uh, people are paying attention to me.
0: I've been watching a lot because I'm just home, not working, so I'm just watching just stuff nonstop. So I'm just going to skip the bad and go straight to the good. There we go. Uh, analyze This, I watched the first time. That's a fun one. That was funny. Yeah. Good. Robert Newhart before, he only did comedy, so it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Style Like 17, I was very... I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, very big fan of that one, so if you want to see that one. I'm realizing that Billy Wilder's <laughs> record I really like. I've only seen, like, half his filmography, but I'm liking him so far.
1: You've seen Sunset Boulevard, right? Yes, of course. So. Okay, cool. All
0: right, I don't know. I've seen the good half. Or, like, the <laughs> famous half, so... Oh, that's mean. <laughs> um, even his
1: bad stuff's pretty fun. <laughs> eh. Um
0: I've not seen it, so I don't know. Um I watched Good Morning, which is a uh Uzo film. Uh he's a uh he was a Japanese director around the same time that Kurosawa was. He's like the anti Kurosawa. Whereas Kurosawa made like fun and like or not fun, but sometimes fun kind of Ozu was thrilling word. kind of like bold kind of films. Uzo was very much a like Let's just sit and talk very calmly for two hours. Lots kind of. of long shots. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's very, like, it's a very cathartic feeling watching his stuff. It's, uh, Good Morning is just about kind of, uh, this, like, small kind of town and Japan and how everyone's just kind of happy and living their lives. And it was a great film to watch kind of as I was going to bed. It was kind of like, oh, life in Japan. And, and just kind of <laughs> life, J- life in Japan sedates me. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, if you want, I might watch more. I've only seen two of his films so far, but, uh, yeah, check that stuff out. If, you, if you, check him out if you want to have like a nice, nice, uh, calm film watching experience.
1: And yeah, we're uh, just gonna paint a little Ozu here in this corner.
0: Uh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Judgment Nuremberg. I watched for the first time. It's yes! a great film. Oh, I fucking really love good. that movie.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, Stanley Kramer, yeah, really, good really good director. Man. You should check out. Yeah. He also did a uh, Mad 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 World.
0: Yeah. Uh I want, and then anything else I really want to mention? Not really. Okay. Yeah. The only one I'd mention uh, that's not great is I watched Bright, the new Netflix uh, blockbuster film. (laughs) Have any of you guys seen this?
1: Not yet. Please tell me. I saw the trailer. Uh, I didn't even watch the trailer.
0: It's, I mean, I saw one review on Letterbooks. I thought, like, described it perfectly. It's the perfect example of something that you would see in theaters and go, eh, just wait to see it on Netflix. (laughs) So it's kind of perfect for where it is. Um, It's pretty, I mean, it's a Max Landis script. And it's exactly what you get with Max Landis being, oh, this is a kind of interesting concept that doesn't work. Uh, it's weird that, like... I mean, because the, the, essentially the plot of the film is that it's uh, it takes place in this world where, like... It's L.A., but fantasy also exists. So there's, like, orcs and fairies and elves and that kind of stuff. The elves are, like, the super rich people that you're not allowed to talk to. The orcs are, like... The elite... Oh. Well, the, they're not It's... I mean... Don't take this on me. Take this on Max Landis. Orcs are black people, essentially. Uh, they're the ones that everyone hates and that are always being discriminated against. Uh, and so yeah that's based and so basically it's about this one orc cop goes to and joins the police academy and but everyone there's like we don't want no orc working for the police academy and then will smith his partner and will smith is like i don't want to be a partner for like a an orc because then also another orc shoots him and his partner orc was like i'm not i can't protect you i'm sorry i wasn't there at the time and so will smith blames him for it and then they find a witch and then there's a then there's a fucking magic wand or some shit and they're like, oh, but if the magic wand is like the fucking greatest thing ever. And if someone takes it, it, they're gonna have unlimited power. It's like, well, we can't let anyone take the wand. It just fucking makes no sense. Um, why, why is it called bright? Oh, it's it's called bright because like those who can touch the wand are called brights. But so if like if you're not capable, well, they say this in the beginning. Like if you're not capable of touch, if you're not a bright and you touch the wand, you'll die. But then, like eighteen people touch the wand and they're fine. So I don't know if they're just all brights or if they just threw that like rule out the window like halfway through. Or but... maybe the the myth isn't true. Maybe I mean, but I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it. They already greenlit a sequel. Um, oh, of course they did. The production design and like the makeup's really interesting. Which that's another thing we didn't get to uh, in news is that they found out that like all of the makeup team of like sixty <coughs> people for the film, which actually do a really good job, were not credited for the film. Wait the, the, the
1: whole the whole makeup team was not credited.
0: Yeah, like sixty like the whole people behind makeup of like the orcs and everything were not credited in the final cut. Oh shit! <laughs> so uh,
1: something's gonna happen with that.
0: Well, it's not because it's it's a union problem. Oh. Uh, so they like most of them were not paid. Most of them did not get credit, and so mm. nothing you can really do. Uh, mm. Just because makeup artists don't have a union. Um, but anyway, bright. It's uh I don't know. Is watch it... it if... It's it's the perfect film to watch, like, in the background, so.
1: Okay. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh, Max Landis making a profound statement on racism, which he has no talent to do so with, so.
1: I just remember Victor Frankenstein and the the ending that frustrated me so much, which was, I discovered what the monster was missing all this time, a brain, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because we've got to have a sequel to Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh well remember that one good film he wrote that wasn't even his script it was more the direction of josh frank that was a fun time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. anyway that's what i watched this week
1: cool (laughs) um i uh watched a couple things since i'm still bound to my chair and will be for another week too so (laughs) it'll be interesting but um i watched a movie called not quite hollywood which is from the director of electric boogaloo um the canon documentary um, and this one's about ausploitation films. Um, oh, I've seen that. Yeah. i had never seen it before. And it's really interesting. The, I had a bit of a separation point at it because I'm not familiar with Australian cinema the way I guess I should be. Um, to some degree, like some of the stuff they were bringing up, I'm like, I should know that. <laughs> but, uh, they talked like Quentin Tarantino is all over that documentary. So it's, it's, if you want to listen to Quentin talk you can watch that documentary, um, rewatched Empire of the Air, the Ken Burns documentary on radio, and that's good. It's, it's an interesting watch always. Um, Ryan got me the Philadelphia Story on Criterion, so I popped that in and devoured that entire Blu-ray, and it's really fucking good. Um, the first time I ever saw the Philadelphia Story, there were still scratches on the print. Like it was, it was not a great print because the negatives and uh, the um, uh, answer prints for that film were destroyed in a fire in the seventies. So what they had is what they had, um, and they actually showed in the uh, Blu-ray they show a restoration featurette where you can show they show how they actually restore the print and um, like basically hold everything into place so that nothing shakes um, for that final um, print release. So that's pretty interesting. But if you've never seen the Philadelphia Story, really fun, uh, very out of date <laughs> movie about. Uh, rich people being rich and having rich people problems um, inspired kind of by Catherine Hepburn's um, own family life. Uh, James Stewart's still great in this film. I fucking love him in the movie. Um, him being drunk is, I think I like him being in dr- being drunk more than I like him being serious and Shane, which is says a lot about what I prefer in film. Uh, and Cary Grant's good in it. He's charming as fuck. What can you say? Catherine uh, uh, Hepburn's always been wonderful. Like, it's hard for me to find a Katherine Hepburn movie that I didn't enjoy her in. So maybe bringing a baby, but that's not really her fault. It's more of the fact that it's about them raising a tiger, but, um,
0: how could that plot
2: go
1: wrong? It, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> they made a lot of things in, in old Hollywood. James, or I can't believe, Henry. I
0: can't believe you just called him. Yeah, I could just called you James. I've, I've known you for two years. now. <laughs>
1: Get up and go. <laughs> Get up. You're new James. Um, um I also watched the Colin Hanks documentary All Things Must Pass which it's is good one. the um, it's the musical one Yeah on Tower yeah. Records um which I like you know I lived in LA for 2 years and I I I I've seen the area where the Sunset Store was but I never but I prior to it closing I never went when I was a kid or anything so when like by the time I saw the location itself it was already closed down like years after the fact um but it's about the formation of Tower Records which started off in San Sacramento and then moved into San Francisco and then eventually LA um, and they actually talk about how while the company does not operate anymore in the US there's still like 8 or 10 stores in Japan that are operating at full capacity and flourishing um, which says a lot about the reemergence of like the between the vinyl resurgence and just how like they appreciate the collector market out there um, so uh, it was interesting and the um uh, Colin Hanks is a really good director actually. Like I'd like to see him do some more docs, and n- maybe not necessarily narrative, but like if he can find a niche in documentary, I'd love to see more of him. Um, so no, that yeah. Was, yeah, so that was cool. If, um, uh,
0: if you want another, like music doc that I like, it's in this, It's like not like a concert film and not about music, but uh, it might get loud. Is uh one that I really like. It's it's basically like what different guitars mean to different people.
1: Is that the one with the edge?
0: Yeah, it's like the Edge, uh, Jack White, and someone else. It's like these three guys talking about how like their guitars and what like. I remember a friend of mine was, like to raise a guitar essentially.
1: I remember a friend of mine in film school when we were like within the first two years of film school that movie came out and we kept saying to each other, "We're going to go see it might get loud. We're going to go see it might get loud." Yeah. We never went. <laughs> yeah. We 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 baked cookies and watched The House of the Devil. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, um, I got a chance to watch Robert Kirkman's Secret History of Comics on AMC. And they've both just gotten up. (laughs) Do we want to pause for a second? Okay, cool. Um, So I got a chance (laughs) This is the time where we can raid fridge. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Yeah, Robert Kirkman's Secret History of Comics. Um, It's a miniseries that um, AMC did, and I guess they're going to do it with Eli Roth for horror films and one other guy for something else as well, but it's creative. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm, tasty
1: um it's uh creative giants in the industry doing six-part documentary series on the subject that they love so kirkman's is on comic books and the first couple episodes are things you'd expect to learn about like marvel and the stanley jack kirby um fights and um uh history of wonder woman which uh was already kind of covered by that professor marston and the wonder Woman movie this year um and then there was one about uh superman and uh how the creators got royally fucked by the original owners of DC and how it took years for current DC to even apologize to them. Mr.
0: DC really does sound like a narc. (laughs)
1: Um, But the, um, the latter three episodes are really interesting. The first one's on um, uh, the reaction of the comic book industry after 9-11 and how they reacted, whether it was via comics or even via the superhero movies. Um, There's a lot about Spider-Man in there and how that movie was necessary like post (laughs) 9-11 and also how the, the, the floodgate kind of opens at that point for superhero movies. Um, the other one was about milestone comics, which is the, uh, um, the guys behind static, uh, static X and, uh, a couple other superheroes. Like basically it was the all African American, um, company division of DC that kind of went up then down. And then the spoiler at the end is that they, were able to reemerge it in DC's line uh, within the last two years. Um, but it was interesting. I, I didn't know much about um,
0: Dwayne... Uh, the Rock Johnson. No, 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 no. Uh, m- I know a lot about him still. So
1: um, McDuffie, I think his name is. He was one of the editors. I'm trying to remember the name. Uh, but then the last episode was about Image Comics and uh, Rob Liefeld's interviewed in the documentary. And I get where Ryan comes from in terms of his, like approach to Liefeld, but I mean, I, I see another side of it too. If anything, Todd McFarlane sounds more like a dick than Liefeld does, but that's just Todd McFarlane. That's always been him in general. Like he's very arrogant, like, and he can do what he wants to do, I guess. Hi. And, um, so it's just, it, I like, I, I both find it annoying and hilarious the way McFarlane delivers his, view on things yeah so and i'm not i'm i mean i'm not the world's biggest comic book reader so what the fuck do i know um but it was interesting uh i like that kirkman did that i can't wait to see what eli roth does with it regarding horror because he might explore european genres like the giallo films and uh maybe some uh other like european sensibilities um so yeah i saw that I Saw downloaded the alex winter documentary on napster um which is um pretty interesting it goes through the history of napster which i i knew napster existed i knew that sean parker was played by justin timberlake that's about all much uh, all i knew i did not realize how like how much this changed everything um i kind of just took that for granted at some point i guess because like when it was happening i was younger than you so um pointing to brad there yeah i lived through it yeah so it was pretty fascinating to see how they uh uh kind of uh Delved into that whole scenario. Um, I saw the new Netflix series, uh, "The Toys That Made Us," um, which is the first half of a uh, eight part series on different toy lines and how they've like in their histories and how they've impacted pop culture. Um, each episode's about an hour long. Uh, the episodes they have up now are Star Wars, Barbie, um, He Man, Masters of the Universe, and um, uh, G.I. Joe. Uh the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe 1 was really interesting because at one point like like uh He-Man was out selling everything in Mattel's division including Barbie and so they made She-Ra uh the car- uh, the character She-Ra um within their girl division and everyone like started thinking like that She-Ra <laughs> it was it's a boy versus girl battle that's in- endlessly hilarious for no particular reason um and the Barbie one is a lot funnier than it has any right to be because of just the history of Barbie and how their the woman who created her quote unquote was kind of a like a white collar criminal scum. But you know, like the rest of it is fascinating. Like there's this designer on the Barbie dolls who was there since the 60s and she helped reinvigorate the brand in the eighties with, um, uh, everything from like the, uh, the rocker girl Barbie all up to the, uh, like the hair Barbie that is apparently they're still their biggest seller of all time. So it was pretty fascinating. Also a Barbie doll. Um, the initial design was based off of a German doll that was meant to be a hooker. So there we go on that did, one. Did she, did she
2: create scripper? Or... The scripper? Skipper? No. Her cousin or whatever. Oh, the, her, oh, the, like the Ski-
1: oh, the skipper doll. That was awkward. That was very awkward. If you, I, the, the, that's her, um, Kid sister, yeah, they made a doll that if you twisted her arm, she grew
0: boobs because she was, yeah, I'm oh, not, I, I'm I'm not I kidding. I remember that there was a puberty where like you could squeeze her and like, uh, no, well,
1: this one it was you turn the arm, like, so she's she's flat chested, like when her arms in one position, and if you move her arm around, you know, grows boobs, and how puberty apparently, works. Apparently, apparently, it was the idea of a man. Who was going like well? My daughter was going through puberty at the time, and I thought this would be a great way for children to learn. And I'm like, no, nah, it's just creepy.
0: Not by moving um. your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen one where it's like you should be on a timer. <laughs> I've seen one where it's like you squeeze the arms in, and then like it becomes more womanly in curves.
1: Oh, I, I've never. I, they didn't talk about that one, but yeah. um, but I mean, yeah, it's no, also like
0: my generation, so it's probably not like for sure. Yeah,
1: no, but this one, like they, they and it's only like. 30 seconds of the dock, but it's still yeah. like, it's a weird section of everything. And, um, <laughs> and the GI Joe one was fun. Cause it was basically like, Oh, uh, we're going to, Hasbro's going to go bankrupt guys. Uh, we need to bring back GI Joe, but we're going to a- a- add a bunch of characters that make no sense. They have 500 characters in that universe. Fuck me
0: running. <laughs> well, I mean, how many characters in like the transformers universe?
1: Uh, they're going to be doing a transformers episode coming out late earlier, early this year and I just saw a photo on their Facebook feed. They got Michael Bay to interview about it. Wait, so, so. is it
0: like so, it's, the, so they're just doing another season? That's gonna be one of the episodes. Is that what they're doing. I or? don't
1: know if they're still in production or not. It seems like they if so they're are, not. So this show
0: are they just releasing like episode 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 episode? No, no, no. Or? They
1: they release four episodes first. And then the second four episodes are coming later
0: this year. Oh, so just like a part one, part two. Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. So,
1: um, but I don't know if they're still in production or not, or if they're like in post and they're just so, releasing stuff. Well, I mean, most stuff. documentaries,
0: it's more post work yeah. than anything else. So, so. But
1: apparently Michael Bay will be interviewed for the Transformers episode, so that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: well,
2: different characters, like, non-sensical characters is what what made Toys in the 80s. Yeah. Because, yeah. like... I mean ninja turtles figures. I mean really if you look
0: at ninja turtles none of this makes sense. <laughs> like,
2: it, it, like they ran out of characters so they just started taking the four turtles and like yeah. making them you know here's the sports turtles and yeah. here's the uh civil war turtles and here's the star trek like <laughs> um like it was already a cash cow having the the same four figures with like different <laughs> colored masks. <laughs> so, so they like
1: the, it man. was interesting on the He-Man one to see like how many things they could come up with. <laughs>
2: I'm amazed the po- that they came up with that many based off of a two-season show. Like, well, the well, Turtles look, ran for 10 years. That's the
1: thing on He-Man, though. It was The the toy line came first, was supposed to come first in the middle of it. That's when they developed the show. So, but technically, the idea was first, we're going to make the toy. And it was the launching pad for the same thing that inspired Transformers and stuff like that, which so it's is kind of like
0: it's like a Pokemon situation where it's yeah. like they both came out like around the same time.
1: They basically like bluffed their way, like the designers bluffed their way to selling it to the major outlets like Child's World and Toys R Us, which Child's World back in the day apparently had a roller skating panda for its mascot. So I don't know why we allowed that to fail, but um, yeah, they said like, oh yeah, we're gonna have this limited series comic book in each figure, so you can learn their history, like Star Wars, and then they were like. Well, kids under, kids, kids at age five can't read. Oh, yeah, we're also gonna have a cartoon. And then basically it was a eight week scramble to get everything ready and made. Um, and then that's when they took it to the guy from Filmation for the He Man cartoon and, uh, created Skeletor, which is one of, one of my favorite internet things. Not necessarily a He Man fan. I just like the idea of Skeletor being like a, <laughs> kind of like my friend Brett, but <laughs> like with a skeleton face. Um, and, um, the, Sorry, Brett. <laughs> Brett Jones. This. Brett Trashbo Brett well, Jones. Well, fuck you too, Zach. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> actually, he'd probably embrace it. He'd be like, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> um, nah, man. And then final thing that I saw this week was a movie called Fanarchy, which um, is a documentary from two years ago about um, uh, the fan film uh, generation. Basically, like just how the fan film has evolved to the point it is at now. Um, which it reminded me of a couple of old, earlier fan films like troopers and, um, uh, the dwarf monkey, Dwarf monkey, whatever his name is, the star Wars, um, uh, lightsaber battle that was like a, like a viral thing before you had YouTube, um, talked about like the elf quest people, I guess, like lent their stuff out to fan filmmakers. And now those fan filmmakers have the option on the television rights. So, um, but it was interesting. And, uh, Kind of weird. Um I mean, like it. It talked about everything we like. It didn't say anything really new to the conversation, other than like, yeah, at some point, that corporations should allow fan filmmakers to do whatever the fuck they want. And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll wait another ten years and see if that if that happens at that point. It doesn't. I. I mean, unless you have soothsayer powers, but you know, I mean, yes, it's unlikely. But anyway, that's all I watched this week. Cool. This week we saw Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Well, at least Henry and I did. Yeah. Henry, should people go back to the jungle?
0: Y- yes. Sh- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you should? Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> Zach, should people go see Jumanji?
1: Yeah, yeah I had fun. <laughs> um, I, we'll talk about it after we play the trailer, but I think that it's got issues like anything else. But um, So, yeah. Here's the trailer for Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle.
2: I found something. You gotta check this out. He plays board games anymore.
1: Yo, what's this? Jumanji. Pick a character and you're that person in the game. Bethany, you went? Then I'll spend my life staring at a TV screen.
2: oh my god
0: where's my hair
2: where's the rest of me
0: oh my god we're in different people's bodies
1: bethany don't look at it
0: no i'm an overweight middle-aged man wait a second where's my phone don't cry don't cry don't cry don't cry I think we've become the avatars we chose. Welcome to Jumanji! This is a video game, which means... we each have three lives. Come on, let's go!
1: I'm Alex. Watch your step in here.
0: So gnarly. We can help each other. We all have special skills. Weakness. None. I hate this game. Everybody else got good stuff. Weakness, cake. Yes, cake is my weakness. You're all good weapons valet. What, what is that? I think it means you carry my weapons and give them to me when I tell you to. Don't let this new body get your butt Ow! Ow!
2: What the
1: hell?
0: We have to work together. Oh! I think it's a staring contest. Who's good at staring and not blinking? I'm amazing at it. I, like, can't even with this place?
1: We gotta go. Get on my back. Hell no. I'll carry you. Come on. I would rather die. Get on my back. Nope. I'm going to die. Let me go.
0: Goodness
1: pound cake. Cake? Isn't that your
0: weakness? Something happening to me? Am I am I shaking? Am I still black? Yes, Hey, we're fine. Everything is fine. It's all good. So what did you think of it, Brad? (laughs) I
2: saw the trailer and didn't want to go see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's what I thought.
1: Give every movie a chance, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I actually thought about going to see it uh, today, but... um...
1: It's just well the time crunch on that.
2: Once I found out that at least Henry saw it, I was like, eh, yeah, not really important for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got the kid to see it. We don't need anyone else. So. <laughs>
1: Those two young people can go watch the movies. I don't want to watch. <laughs>
2: you guys are the ta- target
0: audience, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, so are we
1: though? Cause...
2: <laughs>
0: well, I got my chicken nuggets and uh, <laughs> then uh, decide. time to go see uh, time to go see my boy the Twain Johnson, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah. What were your problems with it?
1: Um. Well, I think it's kind of what we talked about um prior. But the like, podcast wasn't in the car. I know, but like, and I'm going to explain those problems. Um. So like, basically, the movie starts off with these kids in high school. They're going through their pre-pubescent problems, and they're sentenced to detention by Mark Evan Jackson. And in the process of uh, cleaning out the basement of their school, I think it was.
0: Yeah, it's just some. It's a
1: room. It's a dusty room. To
0: be fair, this is not a room that they would be turning... They, the, the plot is that they send them there to clean it out turn it into into like a computer lab. That's not a room that you can turn into a computer lab. That's like...
1: It's a rape dungeon.
0: Well, I don't... Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's a room that you would turn into like a shop room. Yeah. But That's kind of the
1: idea. Or like so. a maintenance closet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but they find a video game and uh, they plug it in and um, they get transported into the game and so that's when the movie actually starts becoming fun. Cause um, although it's interesting at the beginning of the film, like the, the, the cold open with, um, they opened the film in 1995 at
2: first, actually, which where, that's where the last one left off. Exactly.
1: Um, but no, like, so they, f- the board game, actually, this is worth talking about. Cause like, so it starts off with a shot of the board game on the beach, um, kind of like buried in the beach and it gets picked up by this guy. You don't see him. And uh, cuts to a kid in his room in the 90s playing video games on 8-bit or 16-bit. At, I don't know what, it, what bits it were at this point.
2: But, um, it was Street Fighter. So, <laughs> Street Fighter, yeah. So. So, 16, sounds about right. right.
1: Sixteen. So anyway, he gets handed the board game and he says, who plays board games? And um, puts the game on the shelf and while he's sleeping in the middle of the night, the, the board game transforms into a video game console. Because He's like,
0: that doesn't sound weird. And then he plugs <laughs> him in and plays it and then I get sucked into the game. Yeah. So, and then got forward twenty years. Yeah.
1: So then cut to our guys getting sucked into the game. And you know, like I mean that's when it's fun because it is like it's it's these adult actors acting prepubescent and going through basic problems in life. Um Honestly, like the funniest part of the film was Jack Black for me. Like Well, I thought the
0: entire film in general was very funny. I thought all four leads did a very good job and
1: I, I, I liked Kevin Hart. I didn't love
0: him. But I mean, I don't know. I thought like Kevin Hart was good in this. Yeah. I mean I, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a Kevin Hart apologist, but I can stand him. Yeah. Like I I'll watch his films and I can enjoy his films. Uh I'm not like everyone else where I'm like, Kevin Hart, I don't want to see that guy in movies anymore. Huh? So, I have no that's pro- my impression of you.
1: I have no real problem with him. I liked him in Central Intelligence.
0: No, yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, mean, anyway, oh. I I thought he was good in it. This is a better Kevin Hart performance, I would say. Dwayne Johnson's really good in it. Uh, Jack, yeah, Black's Jack Black's great. Jack Black's the best part of the entire film. Yeah. I would see it just for Jack Black alone. Which
1: so. I was kind of surprised, because it, it's being marketed towards families, but... It's a PG 13 movie. As, but it's, PG-13, it's not that bad, though. It's not, but it's just like there, there were parts where I was just like, I guess it's just based on what I remember going to the movies for as a kid. Like, there was this in between period where you were very PC and you had to, like, watch your shit carefully. And now we're past that, where we're back to a little bit of 80s, like, mentality where we can slip things in. Yeah. And PG 13's kind of become the new PG at this point. Um, but it's fun. So they go through the game and. At points, I felt like it was the best video game movie I'd really seen ever, because like, it like it was fun, and it didn't try to take itself seriously, but it doesn't count, because it's not based on a pre-existing video game.
0: So. I, mean, I guess in general, just like the plot lines they get in the game, they realize they need to like do all the different levels in the game in order to get out of the game, so it's them doing that. They realize they all have three lives, so they can die three times, and then if they die for the third time, they're dead for real. So it's them going through the game, doing all that kind of stuff, doing all the misadventures. Uh, How they find out is dead for real. Uh, they just to kind of assume.
1: Yeah, they, no one's ever really put to that test. There's no. no... Well,
0: there, there is one point because later oh, yeah. on in the game, uh, I guess spoilers. <laughs> they run into the. I mean, not spoilers, but obviously this is going to happen. Uh, they run into the guy who was sucked at the game back in the '90s, and it's Nick and Jonas. <laughs> Nick Jonas, and like he's on his last life, and at one point he loses his third life. But then, like Jack Black gives Jack him Black gives him like one of his lives instead, which I that's not I was like, okay, no one does it. Okay, that in okay. Games. like and so, but yeah, that's how that and so that's how it's kind of like established that like, okay, you're gonna die if you lose all his lives. So yeah,
1: so and um,
0: but yeah, and so and that's basically the plot of the film. Oh, Bobby kind of volleys in it. He's the main bad guy, which that's my main issue with the film. Is oh, that... Oh, because the bad guy's kind
1: of, like, just there.
0: <laughs> it's like... Because Valley kind of, kind of plays... Because, like, in, once they get into the game, they have, like, the NCP kind of characters who are, like, there just to, to kind of give you information. And uh kind of Valley is one of those characters who's, like, the antagonist of the video game, but not the antagonist of the film. Like, he's always there kind of, like... He's like, we need to get the stone. We need... to I control animals. and I'm evil. But he's always there, and he's like... There's this big final battle between him and the main characters, but, like, I realized when that was happening, I was like, he's not, the they're, like, they the have no interest in stopping him. The game is the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. they just want to get out of it. And so Bobby like being there doesn't really add anything. He's just kind of, it's just like, he's just there to be really just an annoying figure.
1: He's a placeholder for our traditional villain. Like, yeah. in the same way that, um, I haven't seen the original Jumanji in fucking forever, but, but it's like the, way, like the, 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 hunter yeah, the old Hunter where he's just like, how are you, boy? Which, in a way, I, don't get me wrong, I like watching Bobby eat but like, a scorpion yeah, but, like, but... <laughs> even, even in
0: the original Jumanji film that character had a history with Robin Williams' character exactly whereas yeah. in this film Bobby Valley's just there and just like there to look menacing and
1: the only and he's supposed to have a relationship with Dr. Bravestone Dwayne's character but it's not really he? exp- yeah he's like it's his former partner turned arch nemesis according to the guy in the truck at the beginning okay, that's
0: one line I don't know if that really counts it, it, that's like,
1: again it's so loose that it doesn't add up to shit <laughs> um but, um, so yeah, and then, you know, like you'd expect, they 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 beat the game, they yell out Jumanji, they get brought back into real world.
0: I will say it's very funny. I laughed more at this film than I think I did at any other film this year. Um, keep in mind, I was also a fan of the comedy, uh, Zombies Gu- uh Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, whereas everyone else hated that <clears> film, <throat> and I laughed a lot at that film, too. So I might just have really poor taste in comedy, <coughs> so...
1: Oh, there's a I I do love the moment where Jack Black uh, tries to learn how to use a penis <laughs> for that's going that pee. Means, yeah. That was really funny because his char- his the character that's playing him is a girl He's in like the a game girl, and so and um, halfway
0: through they're like, oh, I need to pee now, and then him discovering how penises work is actually a pretty funny <laughs> scene, and so
1: it's it it's more funny than it has any right to be. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, I mean in general, it's a. Uh, I don't know if you have to rush out to see it in theaters because, I mean, there is some kind of, like, some CGI isn't the best. Uh, so But it'll probably be a good film to put on the background, like, when, like, you're working or doing laundry or something. It's a fun enough film. Uh, If you get dragged to it, it's not the worst. Uh, And it's just good to see everyone being funny. So there were a lot of comedies this year where the main characters were not played by comedians. And this one, most of them are comedians. So it's nice. So
1: It's kind of weird. It's like... I think I... I, I like the film enough to say go see it, but I'm also kind of like, it's directed by Jake Kasdan, the guy who did um, Bad Teacher and um, Walk Hard, and I actually like those two films better than I like this film. So like, this is for me the weakest Jake I Kasdan you're, film. You're
0: giving a lot of credit to Bad Teacher. I I, I one mean of I
1: worst I like I year. like Bad Teacher just a wee bit more. Um, Walk Hard's my main go-to yeah, for Jake but, Kasdan. I think I like this one a lot more than you did. Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, again, like it's just the wraparounds. Like, sucks to say, but these kid actors aren't really that interesting, or the actors.
0: Well, yeah, actors. but they're bare, they're like barely in the film. It's yet. a good thing they're barely there too, because.
1: Oh. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Colin Hanks, he shows up as the adult version of Spoiler, the twenty-five-year-old kid. Well, we're already in that territory, anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so. Anyway, that was oh, and it played "Welcome to the Jungle" at the end of the movie, which, ha ha. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with like what's been said about it, where it's like it, this could, movie could have been a lot worse. <laughs> so, do you think it, set, it sets itself up for a sequel?
0: Not really. I mean, like...
1: Actually, they kind of make a point of they don't want to do that with the final action That's they do. true,
0: yeah. They do break the game at the end. Yeah, they, like uh, smash it. Like, I can't. Re- I they, mean, like, they, didn't they break it at the end of the first one, too?
1: I can't remember if they did that, or I'm wondering if, like, you know, the reason we find the board game in the sand, like, I, maybe they threw it into the sand.
0: It wouldn't surprise me. And Because
1: there is, like, there's a little Easter egg. Wait,
0: doesn't the first one end with someone finding it on a beach? Oh, I don't remember. I can't, I i super familiar. I haven't seen Maybe forever, this movie's so. more
1: brilliant than we're giving it credit for.
0: Um, maybe someone will find it in the dumpster and shattered pieces and I'll be like, in the, in the future, it'll be a VR set. So,
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, the, there's a Easter egg where Nick Jonas's characters hanging out in a little hideaway shack making margaritas that he's, which is really good, which he's really good at apparently. Um, and, um, uh. On the uh, house that he lives in, it says Alan was here, or like w- w- I can't remember the name of the character. Alan Parrish was here from oh, was that, yeah, I didn't that's realize that's that was, the guy from the first. That's Robin Williams' that. character from the first one. So, so they they throw in what they need to. They don't overwhelm you with nostalgia, um, uh, the way that I guess they could have.
0: I will say it's pretty much in no way connected to the first film. Like yeah. it's pretty much its own thing completely. So with maybe like. Those two Easter eggs,
1: so... And in a, in a, and in a large way, like, not even close to the source material, which is a book, a children's book, Well, I mean, so. the
0: first the first movie is really not even close to the source material either, if you look at... In it terms of way.
1: structure, it is. Like, it, it like... Yes. But...
0: but, anyway. So, yeah. Um, do you want to have If you're some... looking for a traditional sequel to uh, Jumanji, watch because That's what that is. Uh, but this one's more of just, like, a fun, kind of... If you want to have a... I mean, we're getting to January territory, where... <laughs> We're not going to get a lot back. of good stuff. So so. Coming back around to Underworld Blood Wars. Yeah. Like.
1: <laughs> go home. <laughs> the war is over. So,
0: if you're looking for, if you if you don't want to see any of the Oscar films or any of the films that I'm reviewing, then you can go see Jumanji. I don't think you'd have a bad time. So, Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, well, next week is pretty big, guys.
2: It's uh, the biggest episode of the year. Film Explosion 2017 is upon us.
1: Mm hmm. I love that logo
2: you did for it with Blade Runner, by yeah. the way. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it, was, it was a toss between that and Wonder Woman. It's usually chosen based on like what What's like the art, art I can re- re- okay, replicate. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to do Wonder Woman because I can do the font easy, but then I realized this is the only time I'm really going to get to do a Blade Runner yeah. <laughs> font.
0: So It'll uh, probably be a Wonder Woman too. Yeah, there'll be a Wonder Woman sequel. So It doesn't mean like the Wonder Woman like, font is very reliant on the W. And there's no W in Real Nerds, so... Yeah, um, is, yeah, her font is... Yeah, their marketing is pretty
2: simple. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, yeah.
1: so yeah, tune in next week for Film Explosion, and if you want to... If this comes up in time for you to send your lists and send them into realnerds at com or... To the Facebook page or the Twitter?
2: No, nah, just uh, send to the, the to the email. It'd be yeah. easier <laughs> easier for us to collect. If it's all in one place, <laughs> it'd be probably. Yeah, messed. we always tell people they like, yeah, send it to us anywhere. But then we're like fumbling around, like, like ah <laughs> shit, someone checked the Twitter. Ah, oh, now we have Instagram too. Yeah, shit. <laughs> this is even ten. This is just three. Did
1: anyone send anything to
0: Friendster? <laughs> Fuck, there's fifty of them. <laughs> so all, no. of, all of our fans are fr- from Friendster. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
1: That's why we're not getting any hits on
2: Facebook. They're all on Friendster. We've made no no new fans since the first year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all with fans. those Friendsters. They are. They <laughs> are sticking around. I think
2: we
1: got. I they think, are loyal. We think we got ten MySpace followers, and one of them's Tom. So anyway, yeah,
0: Tom's a big fan. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, cool. So until next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>
0: Real Nerds Podcast is a Nibblous Visions multimedia production. The Real Nerds would like to thank Alamo Drafthouse Littleton, and now in Sloan's Lake. We'd also like to thank Coins, Cards, and Comics, especially Andrew. Our music has been brought to you by Sparks Mandro and Plan 9 Studios. And of course, James's mother, our most loyal listener. Have a nice day. Real Nerds Podcast is a partner of Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak.